Hello. Hello. Hey, Matt. Hey, Trish. Wait, is it Friday already? It is Friday. Do you know what that means? Time, Time for, for an intercontinental kiki. kiki. Hello, Trish. Hello, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm a, a little tired. It's Friday again, but uh, it's been a it was a long weekend. I feel like it, it took me all week to recover. Yeah, well, it was a special weekend. <laughs> it was. It was a, a triple. What? What's the best way to put this? Triple birthday drag bingo weekend, I guess. Yeah, triple birthday drag bingo sounds a perfect description. <laughs> you were there on. Wait, you. You were there all three nights too, weren't you? I was. I was. Super fun. Yep. It was Matt's birthday on Saturday. So happy belated birthday again, Matt. One week later. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So we did birthday bingo for Matt's birthday on Saturday, hosted by... The one and only Ivy Drip. The one and only gorgeous Ivy Drip. Making her debut, I guess. Right. Her debut on the internet and her debut as a bingo hostess. Yes. And it was a lot of fun. All the guests had nothing but fabulous things to say. It, yeah, no, it was actually, um, I had really good compliments after. Um, apparently, um, I had a friend in the audience whose uh, man went to um, went to school for theater and stuff like that. And he's just like, it's really hard to host by yourself and riff on your own. And you did really good. And that made me feel really nice. Um, a couple of people said it w- did not feel like a regular digital birthday party. So that was a really nice compliment. Yeah, it was amazing. Like you took the time out and you're like, oh, well, I haven't said hi to um, my friend and you would name someone. So you would go say hi to them, chat with them for a little bit. Then, you know, riff, call out numbers, chat to somebody else. So everybody felt really, really included. It was really respectful as far as thank you for muting everybody's mic. Well, like it's with 20 plus people, it can divulge into chaos really quickly. So it was, yeah, it was very easy just to like have the grid view up for me. And then just, you know, everyone make gestures at me, even though some of them were more crude gestures, but I asked for those gestures. I was going to say, wait a minute. Didn't I absolutely did ask for all of the crude gestures. I asked people to give me the roof finger. Um, what was it? The the in be- like the tongue in between two fingers, all that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a great <laughs> birthday. That was Saturday. Then why we're saying triple is that was Saturday. <laughs> Sunday you did did you do double Charlie or just single? Okay, so I did not do UK Charlie just because it was by the time I woke up I needed to like actually wake up and then put on another face full of drag. So so you did Charlie Hyde's bingo on at night. Yeah, the U.S. bingo, not the U.K. The U.S. bingo. And then you were one of the lucky, in ha- quote-unquote, in-house audience members for Miss Richfield's Bingo Bonanza on Monday. 
my god yes that was actually um okay like hosting my birthday was fun but that was actually the most fun because first of all i didn't have to dress in drag i just had to be myself and you look cute with the glasses yes i wore my miss richfield inspired glasses because i couldn't resist uh and i just got to redecorate the background for my birthday again which was obviously super fun the balloons held up well they did actually i'm actually really impressed i had to finally pop them today because i was getting (laughs) stuff out of the spare room and i forgot that i had placed them in there after monday like monday night just to get rid of them and then finally realized that i was like oh no i guess i have to pop these now there's but they were still like they looked exactly like they did oh wow monday wow today yeah like these balloons have lasted like almost like what i think week yeah seven days about yeah about a week wow that's incredible i know i don't i'm not a big fan of balloons but every every once in a while i will get balloons well it was a special day it was your birthday so we we needed to do it upright and the decorations are great the um the party that you that miss ivy drip hosted was amazing and you got to feel all the love I've heard, I heard, yeah, Ivy's apparently amazing now. I really, hopefully one day I'll get to see Ivy. Yeah, we're thinking of a, we're, we're trying to convince Ivy to start hosting bingo once a month. Uh, I, I, I heard she's into, I heard she's interested, but very much so. So. Good, good. Yeah, good. no, I think it's going to, I think it might happen more often uh-huh. than people mm-hmm. think with all the other bingos ending. Nice. Just so sad. Oh, I know Charlie. Is Miss Richfield's ending? I know Charlie Hyde's bingo is ending in like three weeks. Um, no. So there will be. What is it? This is a week off, which should be May second, and then May 9th will be the last one. Is it already going to be? Damn. Yep, May 9th is going to be the last Charlie Hyde's bingo, and then I think there might be. A reunion, she said, where um, the UK and the US will be combined into one bingo, but um, I think that won't yeah. be for like another month away. Yeah, she's saying like four weeks after. Yeah, so, but I, I think it's all going to come down to what goes down with if there's any new lockdowns and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, I'm happy for Charlie though, because she's slowly getting back to her gigs and, you know, being, I'm sure being a performer. Her and James are used to being around a lot of people. And she's mentioned that her house was always very open to her friends and her family and being kept from them for a year couldn't have been easy. Yeah, no, and I believe like uh, her and James are finally having a garden party and that's why Sundays are going to be ending because they would like to have time with their families and Sundays is kind of that day for them, so. Yeah, well, I can't blame her. Can't blame you know what? I I'm a late joiner, and I still don't think I'll ever forget the fun I had at oh, the bingo bunch. So it's fine. I'm glad I was there. I played a couple times. I wasn't a regular. Like you became a regular later on. I never did, but the few times I played, it was always a blast. And I love Charlie from like her season. So getting to actually interact with her 
because she like Ivy, she was she's very good at like con- connecting with people, like pulling people up, talking to them on the screen. So yeah. that's always a blast. To get yeah, to I do love that. I do love that I've gotten to dance and groove on Charlie Hyde's bingo. Yeah, and I love the themes because she does a theme for every bingo. I should, yeah, no, the producers was last week. And then for the final one, we're doing your favorite costume from the entire year. Okay, and have you decided what you're going to do? Um, So I'm going to do Little Edie, but I'm going to change the outfit. Okay. So I am going to oh. do my Little Edie look for that we did, or that I did for Drag Ball. Mm, okay. But I'm going to be, I'm going to try and go for the more, um, if you've ever seen Grey Gardens, when like at the end when she's dancing with the flag and she's in the black pantyhose and the shorts and kind of like the bodysuit. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Oh, that's iconic. Yeah, I want to go for like the most iconic one. Yeah, that's iconic. Okay. Right. It's <laughs> it's like it's right up there with the fur jacket. Right. Or like the, the headscarf one. Yeah. That you yeah. did. That's another one iconic. Now, I, did I, you go as Little Edie or Big Edie? You went as Little Edie. Little Edie, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Little Edie was who I went as. And then I did Ula from the producers for musicals last week. And that was a cute look. The dress looked really good. Yeah, Amazon is a great resource for basement drag queens, as I've come to realize. Mm-hmm. And the thing with um, just kind of segue into our topic, uh, one of our topics of Drag Race. Yes. Um, queens need to realize baby queens specifically just because the drag race queens or some local queens spend a lot of money you don't need to to do drag yes I, I'll you know what I'll post a picture of like at least the dress and like a dress was $35 and then my other dress for little Edie was what like I think $20 at the thrift shop Thrift shop's also great. You can find some nice stuff at the thrift shop. Thrift shop. For real. So, I have no problem with thrifty queen. No, not at all. So to all baby queens or aspiring queens, please use your resources. Be creative. Go thrifting. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Yeah, use what you have. It's on. Honestly, that's all I did. I like. I every time I've done drag, I've used drugstore like basic drugstore cosmetics i'm not using anything fancy or expensive i think i've maybe spent a grand total of 150 dollars on cosmetics total okay yeah that sounds about right and like that's including like brushes concealer like contour blush you know like that's everything that's everything i use literally my whole kit including eyelashes yeah including lashes 150 dollars nice and that's if you look at how much even you could you could possibly spend in like medium grade makeup it's like that's a drop in the bucket yeah and i mean even drugstores um or what would be considered drugstores like cvs yeah um, has nyx nyx cosmetics uh, yeah nyx and elf are actually the bomb two. yeah they're just my two go-to brands um it's because first of all the prices are fantastic and the products actually do what they say they will do nyx um 
is it else the putty primer i love that's what i use oh the poreless poreless putty primer that's, that's what, that's I, what use. I use the purple pump no it's oh. putty like oh it's putty. like actual putty i use the purple pump one yeah it's not actual putty but it's called the putty primer or something like that it comes in like not a pump but like a like the tub like when you powder mm -hmm. but it's creamy so like it's best primer ever best foundation freaking wet and wild for me oh, i use um what is it i use knit something uh nyx um great nyx for the price you can't beat the quality and they have everything you could ever need i use um sorry it was right behind me so i just went and snuck away to grab it for a second but i use born to glow there you go born to glow by nyx and uh yeah like it's uh it's good it's not um heavy like it's not it's not the thickest coverage so like if you're doing drag like i end up doing a good like decent layer of that and then powder the shit out of it to really mm -hmm. get the coverage but i mean i feel like doing your makeup that heavily is always going to be a learning curve so you just kind of have to figure out what works on your face. Yeah. Some of us are 32 and drink too much. <laughs> and some of the 21 year olds that pop up that we see on Drag Race that were like, oh, makeup should be so easy. It's because they can wear a teaspoon of makeup because they haven't spent 20 years dr drinking in the club yet. <laughs> it's like they're barely legal to drink. But these are facts. Like, I, Trixie Mattel says it all the time on her channel. She's like, my my old skin that has been exposed to too much alcohol and it's like it's it's a reality yeah too much alcohol sun aging like everything the amount of makeup a drag queen puts on her face usually does not help the situation no i agree but we should i wanted to touch base since we were talking drag race yeah the finale was last week yeah we have a winner it was the same day that we talked. It was the same day we talked about the contract. Ha -ha. How, fitting, how fitting! Did we plan? Did we plan that? Maybe was that hmm. was that back producing? Possibly. Ha. I'll talk he to the, the I'll talk to the interns and we'll find out who did that. Right. We'll, we'll find out, yeah. and of course we'll have we'll all have we'll have production put in the little <laughs> snake rattle somewhere in there, the shade rattle. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, that's going to have to be in there because clearly one of the interns was uh, feeling shady, feeling shady when they sent us the outline for last week. So how dare they? How <laughs> dare they? But uh, spoiler alert, congratulations to who I knew my queen was going to be the first episode, Simone. Yeah, we figured very early on the top two queens would be got mick and simone and they've made top four i i yeah i don't know there's a lot of conversation about the rigmarole of the um spinning of the wheel and i mean come on it's there's a let's let's get in a little bit into the uh into the some some conspiracy theories floating around people think for a people are saying they see the wheel move before rue touches it 
well there's that and you know people were saying how convenient rose was injured yeah that's like oh no my ankle but it's fine now it was very yeah like it didn't seem uh genuine it didn't seem genuine like she's like oh i i hurt my ankle a couple of weeks ago like okay even still why did god okay they've done three people in the final lip sync before why did Gottmik not make it the the simone Gottmik lip sync was absolutely the better um competition wise in terms of like two girls that went out there and were like destroy this i'm gonna destroy this i don't care about you i'm gonna destroy this I will say this. Um, I was Team Rose. I was not. So, I, was I was not. No shade to Rose, but I, was I love drinking Rose. Rose. Wasn't a fan <laughs> of watching it this season. She she was my girl. Um, I followed Destiny's Child, her girl, or not Destiny, Stephanie's Child, her girl group for at least a year or so since We're Jan. Have we're have to edit that literal second of you saying those words out because I, wanna, I do not want to get sued by the house of Darion. <laughs> um, no, but I've been following <laughs> Stephanie's child for a while and I love them. So I was team Rose, but I will say the Gottmik and Simone lip sync killed Candy and Rosé's lipstick. Like those that should have been the lipstick for the crown. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but Rue should have been like, I'm sorry, Candy, that was just too good. You're gonna have to go home now, too. Um I don't like okay, I thought uh, how did someone who literally got sent home and then I that Candy has absolutely takes the cake for biggest pity save ever on RuPaul's drag race. And we've definitely seen some. Um, Cause like, she's just like walking away and Rue's like, wait, no, I want to see more. Uh, I have 15,000 episodes to fill. You have to come back. Um, literally, it felt like the season was that long. But I don't, I love the, oh, sorry, the off topic, but I love the meme. It was like the year is 2032 and the finale of Drag Race is finally airing. Um, <laughs> like something ridiculous. Anyways, I just did not feel that uh, the lip sync finale should have been Candy versus Simone Yeh. That being said, as soon as that happened, I looked at my husband and I was like, you know Simone's going to win. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, no, 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 no. Simone. Bitch, that episode started and I was like, I'm going to say for the last time, Simone's taking the crown tonight. And then my nephew and my husband made me say that about 20 more times just because they like to make me repeat myself and their dicks. (laughs) But you know what? You were vindicated. Oh, I was. And then I pounded pretty much an entire bottle of wine (laughs) with absolutely no shame. And that's when all of the drinking started for your weekend. Yeah. The other drag racing we got to talk about is Drag Race Down Under. Down Under. It starts this week. AKA Upside Down Drag Race. Upside Down Drag Race. Upside Down Drag Race. My schedule is so screwed up. I have no idea what day of the like what day of the month it is. So it starts on Sunday, this Sunday. Wait, I thought May 2nd. I thought but it airs on May 1st. 
May, okay, so May 1st, May 2nd, I was going to say, it starts this weekend, and it's on the U.S., it's on WoW Presents Plus. I have no idea where it's going to be for Canada, so I'm just going to have to, like... Like, I'm hoping, you know what? Crave should have it. They always have the drag race. I was going to say... like the Cra- best in Canada for drag. I was going to say Crave... Um, Does that exist has- in the States? No, but I've heard Crave has a lot of, like, the drag or, like, the LGBT stuff in Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has all of our... Um. So far, I'm not seeing... And they just talk about Drag Race Fatigue. They just released the cast of Drag Race España. I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. Like, look at all of the... I'm, like, just, like, catching up to um, all of the girls from Down Under because I kind of like to... By the time... By the time UK ended, I still had like a little bit of Drag Race fatigue. So I was like, I'm just going to finish watching season 13 before I really like push myself to get into any more. And now I feel like I'm just being slammed with two seasons right at a time. For real. In language, like, at least Australia, I understand most of their slang and stuff like that because I lived in Banff where Australians are everywhere. So I understand a lot of their slang, but like España, I am not ready for another season in a language I don't speak. I would love to learn Spanish. I would love to learn Dutch, but the tongue is just not there right now. I'm working on Russian right now. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to learn a new language. That's not my issue. It's just like, it's, it's a lot of reading. And then unfortunately, a lot of the stuff does get lost in translation and that's where you miss some of the really good jokes like I had to I had to like read articles and stuff like that to find out why jokes didn't make sense when I was reading them on subtitles for Holland and I know I'm gonna have to do that for España oh Spain the thing is there's so many like there's the Basque culture in Spain there's um the Catalan which is just the normal uh, Spaniard Spanish yeah. And the Basque culture, the Basque language, the jokes, the references are going to be not going to hit a lot. Like, even for me, I know of it because I'm Latin and Hispanic, but I'm, I'm jokes, Spanish jokes do not hit in English at all. So yeah. it's going to be a trip to see how they're going to try and make that work. Yeah, I might like. I don't know. I might just have to like try and quick learn at least some like brief Spanish. At least if I understand like well, some of the basics, I might not. I might you know be able to catch a joke here or there. You got your translator here. Well, that is a blessing. At least, oh my God, that's great. You know what? We <laughs> should uh, do that when Espana comes on. We should like if there's any jokes that you know that are missed because of like the language barrier. Sure. I would love if you could explain a few of them for us each yeah. Friday. That would be great. And if, explain a few jokes, maybe define a word or two that might have escaped. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Like if there's a word in Spanish that has a different meaning in like the, the queer culture or something like that, you know, like that would be great. That'd be, again, I would love I'm, that for myself. So again, I'm coming for, at it from a Cuban perspective, but I do have a friend who's who's Spaniard. Yeah. 
So if anything, I have a resource so I can do it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, because like I'd, as much as I would just be like, just message me this information. But I feel like we could we could share it with other people. Yeah. I know I, if I, I feel like some of the people that I know that check this out would find that very fascinating. Yeah. Um, Especially if they're not like super into drag race, but you know. Just learning something new. Yeah, exactly. Learning something new is always great. Yeah. And huh. another great segue was much fun as is talking about drag race. We do, there are two things in the news, at least in one thing in Florida that I'm kind of shocked over that I'd like to kind of talk about. What's going on there? Okay. So, you know, with COVID um, and everything going on, there was a lot of distance learning last year. Schools in the U.S. are slowly going back to normal. Yeah. Um, of course, teachers um, uh, at the beginning of the year, end of, the, of last year, were okayed to go ahead and get the vaccine before they just allowed anybody to now as of April. Yeah. There's a school in my state of Florida who has said they do not want teachers who are vaccinated. So they're trying to create an anti-vaxxer school? They're try- Apparently, they're trying to create an anti-vaxxer school. Wow, the Waldorf schools are really getting out of hand now. Yeah, so <laughs> Bad apparently- joke, sorry. Terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. Um, uh, that is a whole nother podcast. That <laughs> yeah. just uh, we'll delete that and save it for another sec for another podcast. <laughs> but no, oh, we, um, don't, we don't make those kind of edits here. Never, no, never at all. I joke we, about editing. I joke about editing that stuff out, but I find it's it's it's, it's funnier just to have it in there. We make offhanded comments, and you know what? I'm here for it. It's organic. It's raw. It's all good. But it yeah. Is, yeah, it's raw agave syrup. But yeah, so the school apparently is becoming anti-vaxxer because it said any vaccinated teachers are not welcome. Are they welcoming vaccinated children, though? I don't know. That's a good question. The article I was looking at didn't really mention that. It just went into the school not wanting educators who are vaccinated. That's like, like I know that like Catholic schools and stuff like that don't want teachers and stuff that aren't Catholic but like that actually makes sense especially if you're teaching like the religion in school that makes sense to me but like we don't want vaccinated teachers like also like do they realize how many like years they're gonna have to wait to get like this like run of un completely unvaccinated people that like had parents that were anti-vaxxers that have now become teachers and also lived long enough to become teachers. I'd just like to point that out. These are people with no vaccinations that you expect to make it to adulthood to teach your children. Yeah. Um, Great. It's one of those, okay, um, I guess we forgot that there were issues with polio, measles, mumps that are now basically gone. I, I say put a bubble around the school, let some scientists observe it, and see what happens. You know what, if they wanna put themselves oh. into this terrifying experiment, let's see what happens. I was Except just Except they say, have to put their own children in. They're not like, it's not, you can't put other people's children there. No, I mean, I I just, I'm not, 
Okay, I don't. I I'm. Is this public school? Uh, or I private? I think it's a. Pri- it has to be a private school. Yeah, because that's a like. Ha- yeah, because then like, it would have to be for a public school. It would have to be like a school board decision, right? And, it, and then it would be across would, the board. That's what I'm thinking. Hold on, let me relook it up. Because I was just like so shell shocked. Well, yeah, because that's absolutely crazy. While you look that up, I will just touch base on the fact that Louisiana did defeat its anti-transgender restrictions bill today. This, or, well, no, sorry, this is not today. This would have happened on Wednesday, actually. Um, So it would have prohibited, what was it? Gender-affirming care and mental services unless both parents signed off. There we go. Private school won't employ Uh vaccinated teachers. Oh, and of ew. course, fuck my life. It's in South Florida. Oh, God, what are you guys? What are they putting the water down there? I'm just curious. I don't know. I'm just grateful. I don't drink it. <laughs> I also I only drink water filtered through coffee grounds, tea leaves, or distilled through grains. And it says co-founder told employees in a letter last week that she made the policy decision with a very heavy heart. The school asked those who have not received a COVID-19 vaccine to wait until the end of the school year and even then recommended holding off. That it, It's a school for 300 students from pre-K to eighth grade. So take the youngsters. Science experiment. I say it again. Science experiment. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Put a bubble You're- around it. Call the scientists. Oh my God. Remember... Do you watch The Simpsons? No. Okay. In The Simpsons, there's this episode where they build a dome around Springfield. Oh, well, it's not. I have seen The Simpsons movie. Is that not The Simpsons movie? Yes, 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 yes. Do that in the school. Build a dome around the school. Yes, exactly. We do have an an interview today. I was, yeah, I was going to say we have our guest waiting um, to come on. So maybe we take a break and come back with her. I could use a break. And you know what? I think for this particular break, I'm going to go take an extra long, toky, blazed out break. Because this special guest has uh, definitely will appreciate that and uh, is done one of my favorite. What? How would you call it? A podcast soap opera? Um, I describe it as a audio soap opera it is an experience is what it is it is amazing and we'll get into that when we bring our guests on all right so we will be back in just a few moments well maybe an extra few moments this time right (laughs) all right catch in a few All right, and we are back. We're back, and I have to admit, I'm fangirling a little bit over here over our guest. I absolutely adore her. I'm really excited, too. I'm excited. So today on our podcast, we have the incredible Miss Rosie Bush. Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. Of no, course. 
someone of your caliber is always busy. So do th- we do thank you for taking a time for our small little podcast. Always busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, of course. I love doing podcasts. So for our listeners, Rosie, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and give us a little bit about you, what um, what you do as far as drag and what you've been in so they can check you out and fall in love as well. Cool. Um, so my name is Rosie Bush. Uh, you can find me on all social media as Rosie Bush. There is an R&B singer named Rosie Bush as well. Ignore her. Um, uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I uh, host a YouTube show called In the Kitchen with Rosie, where I just cook with some local drag queens and personalities, Uh, not just drag queens. Um, I'm gonna branch out on that. And uh, I also am in uh, Blazed All Our Lives, which is a radio soap opera uh, podcast that was written and conceived of by my drag mother, Sister Indica. And um, yeah, other than that, you know, you can see me at a show every once in a while in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you mentioned Sister Indica is your drag mom. How did you meet Sister Indica? So, you know, I should preface that she is an absent drag mother. Um, <laughs> I, I learned nothing from her. She taught me nothing. Um, we, <laughs> she's a mother in name. Uh, you learned by neglect. I yeah. learned by neglect. That is how she teaches. Uh, <laughs> she uh, found, so here's basically how I started doing drag is I did a promo video for a local um, nonprofit organization doing a book drive um, or like a school supplies drive. That's what it was. Um, and I did a little video on Facebook for it and Indica saw it and was like, oh, I really love this character that's in this commercial. I need like, I, and I guess she wrote Blazed All Our Lives based off of this one character that I did. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, so I was kind of like amused to her and we just became friends and at some point i was like can can i call you my drag mom just i mean you know it it seems appropriate (laughs) i I didn't learn any drag tips or techniques from you but uh she just sort of encouraged me to uh get out there and do drag she got me my first two shows one was um at uh, Pandora d'Estranger's show, who I consider my second drag mother for sure. Um, she mainly did like rock and roll shows where she like has like sparks flying out of, you know, oh. can I, can I, I almost said the S word. Can I oh, use can, bad language you, here? Absolutely, this is not family Please friendly. Feel free, it's actually Lovely. encouraged. Lovely. <laughs> Sparks and shit flying out everywhere uh, while she's singing ACDC, you know, and then there's burlesque and things like that. Um, but I started at that show and it was at a really cool music venue downtown. And Indica just introduced me to all these different people. It was great. I've met so many. Um, 
I've even met my idols, you know, like Joey Arias, Sherry Vine, um, that, Jackie Beat. I, you know, Jackie Beat. I briefly met at a meet and greet. I'd like to get to know her more. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was in Arizona just last week, I believe, right? Probably. She was I, driving she from the Dolly Land, wasn't she, or Dollywood? <laughs> I, I know no. I shit you not. I believe her and someone else were going on a road trip to Dollywood or something. I think you are right. I think I did see something like that. Yeah, I think her, Sherry, and Mario went on a road trip to Dollywood. Oh, yeah. I just saw Sherry. Um, God, what? The uh, uh, Saturday? Yeah, I saw Sunday. Your Sunday. Yeah. Aww. Super jealous. She was with my other drag mom, Pandora. (laughs) Okay, so yes, I did see the sparks. That was, that was actually amazing. I was like, oh my god, I love, I love when drag and like that kind of aggressive, in-your-face performance art kind of meet. Oh, she is. uh, She's Pandora has been in New York. She's been here. She's been in LA. She's been everywhere, but. And for quite a while, and she had a group called, um, oh shit, what was the name of her band? I can't remember. But she was also in a group called the Gender Outlaws. Um, She's just a punk rock, just tough bitch. And I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. She she did an episode of In the Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was on my second second episode. Mm -hmm. In the Kitchen Um, is like, everything I want at two o'clock in the morning when I'm drunk. Ah. <laughs> like everything, like everything that you make, I'm just like, oh yeah, three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning drunk. I want all of that. I just want to sit there with Rosie and m- burn my house down probably. <laughs> I'm Do sure you... I look better when you're drunk too. <laughs> Do you have any culinary training? Cause like the, <laughs> I've seen the knives, the way you handle the knives, it looks really professional. So I I did go to culinary school. I was for a very long time. I've been an executive chef. I've been um, catering. I've done baking. I've kind of run the gamut with food, like working in food. Um, I do work in medical marijuana now, so I kind of got away from it. Um, That has to be much more fun. (laughs) It's a lot more fun. Um, It's... The problem with food, I love, love making food for a living. However, it just becomes very arduous and so much work and you get paid so little. Oh, so I I see working in a kitchen in America is the same as in Canada then. You get Absolutely. little pay, they expect you to work too much and no, exactly. they just, just say get the fuck out at the end of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get out of kitchen work now with the the whole pandemic i'm just i don't want to go back to hospitality at all yeah i understandable (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it's too much yeah i want to ask all the recipes that you've done is there one that you love the most out of that you've done on in the kitchen or in general like what's your favorite type of recipe or kind of food um I think that my one of my favorite things to make is Italian food in general. It could be American Italian food, you know, or real Italian food. Those are the main restaurants I worked in were Italian restaurants, and one of which 
there was uh, an Italian woman from South Philadelphia who was just insane and would scream and yell at me and then cry and hug me. And it was just that whole experience of a very Italian <laughs> woman. Well, a very Italian or, you know, needed a Valium. <laughs> oh, she needed that too. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that range of emotions all in like a short span that must have been fun to cook with <laughs> it it was maddening however she taught me a lot and I'm very good with Italian food now well that's good I mean at least you got yeah. something out of her um dysfunction absolutely <laughs> I can make you know 20 gallons of marinara so quickly you know <laughs> <laughs> And who doesn't no, you just eat need all the people gallons. that want to eat the marinara. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you need the like need... large Italian family. Right. Who doesn't need twenty <laughs> gallons of marinara at a short notice? Exactly. Uh, I mean, you if never I was know. making enough garlic bread, I'd be into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, my favorite thing that I I feel like my favorite thing I made on this show though was um, I really loved making the. Uh, zhuzhed up ramen with tragique d'estrange. Oh, that was yeah. amazing. Did you ever get that <laughs> Japanese sponsorship? No, no, no. I did plug um, some wine the other day, though, and I, they're like, we're going to ship a case to you. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yay. I know. Great. <laughs> Free booze. Damn. I, I yeah. went to Kirkland Tequila the other day and they haven't sent Ooh. me a case. I'm just, I'm going to have to send them an angry email, I think. <laughs> I want my case of liter bottles of Kirkland Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely, I'm not ashamed to say that I drink tequila by the liter. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. On Saturday, me and my husband ended up drinking a two six of triple sec in shots. Oh, you might have a problem, honey. I, I, <laughs> uh, I you know, Canadian. Haven't worked really in a year. Oh, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Say no more. Say no oh, more. Yeah, see. <laughs> Didn't you wanted to ask her something about a particular food that she created, a particular recipe? Yes, actually, speaking of Canadian things and your and your cooking show, um, mm -hmm. the fried bologna, that is a, mm. happens to be a very particular Newfie food up here. <laughs> now, did you, is that something you got down there in the United States? Or is that like, did you have a Newfie friend that told you about it or? It, now, Newfie, is that Newfoundland? Yes. Okay, I'm like, what the fuck is Newfie? <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> Not, we're not Canadians. Sorry. I know. I was like, what the hell? We is have he so yeah, about? we have such weird terminology up here. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's weird. Um uh that's something that my mom used to constantly make. That's she grew up on it. Um we are from Ohio. I mean it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, yeah, no, I was really interested because as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh my God, fried bologna. I wonder if she like knows an East Coaster or something. That's hilarious. Well, I, yeah, I didn't know that. I can just um, call it my Newfie special now. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Go. That kills me. 
<laughs> Honestly, like watching you cook, just like it's so entertaining. When like the, when you had the live audience, especially for the fried bologna, oh. just like <laughs> talking to them, but like the way you were just like not giving a shit about what they had to tell you. Oh, and oh no, outfit. absolutely not. Yeah. Like, and the outfit. <laughs> oh my god. Can it cut it into shapes? I don't. I don't know. Like I guess like a dinosaur. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Whatever. Do it. <laughs> I know, and the, the looks that you serve on in the kitchen are amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you do look. I mean, it's fabulous. like thrift shop. <laughs> oh my That's god, we were, ju- we, we were just talking that. about how thrift shop drag can be fabulous. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that my favorite episode has to be the Thanksgiving episode mm. with Sister Indica. And that was fun. Gino? Gino. Gino is the sweetest, funniest. Here's the thing with Gino. He truly does not feel that he is funny or entertaining and is so nervous before he goes on every time. And he is so natural. He is a natural. Yeah. I don't know if you agree, but... He <laughs> Sometimes, like, those are the people, though, they get really nervous beforehand, and then they just destroy it. Like, I used to do competitive dance when I was, like, younger, like, 5 through 14. And before any competition dance, I remember being, like, on the cusp of peeing myself, and then I'd go out there and destroy it. And obviously, run off stage to the bathroom, but... (laughs) um, Yeah, no, I feel like sometimes the nerves is exactly what you need to, like, really just... That is true. And pee. I think you need pee because yeah, I a full bladder I have really to helps. pee all the time. Yeah. Before anything. Yeah. <laughs> I drink like two pots of coffee in a day. I'm in a perpetual state of needing to go to the bathroom. Good God. All that <laughs> coffee, all that tequila. Yeah, How I know. Right? How old are you? Can I ask that? Thirty-two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna slow it down soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I mean. Yeah, sure. Eventually, you know. <laughs> I'm sure once me and my husband have to actually take possession of our house that we bought, our, our alcohol consumption will have to go down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're taking possession. What in about like 20 days or so? Yeah, the 17th of May. I I've stopped counting. I just know that I have to get rid of a bunch of shit and put a bunch of shit in boxes still. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's been maddening. <laughs> Well, I mean, congratulations on a home. Thank you. We, yeah, it's a huge accomplishment because like we're in our thirties, right? So obviously it's really, the world is not designed for people (laughs) in their thirties to have things like this. So no, no. Yeah, it does feel good. Mm -hmm. But we're proud, I'm proud of you. I mean, just like the, the complications of like, I've done moving into a rental from a rental and I now I've done like, moving from a house to a house and I can tell you um, moving from a rental is so much cheaper and I miss it now (laughs) (laughs) it's just like there are just there are it like easily doubles the cost of how much it costs to move when you buy a house I've learned I'm sure yeah good to know that's across countries I'm scared for when we want to move cross country yeah, in the when we bought the house ten years ago, it was ridiculously expensive. 
but we I do want to talk to Rosie about Blazed All Our Lives. Ah. Sorry, Rosie. We we are all over the place here. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the train back on the tracks over here. I work with stoners, so <laughs> and you're working with one again today. And you're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're working with one who who's stoned now. Yeah, I okay. actually went and got more stoned, particularly for this, because I was just like, well, blazed all our lives, and might as well get in the mood. True. <laughs> so you meant you mentioned that um Sister Indica kind of you were her muse for starting Blazed All Our Lives. And it's yeah. about, it's about to start, I think, season three. Correct? Uh three? Is that right? Three or four? Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's three or four. It is three. Because uh uh the Christmas one was technically season one in a way. Okay. Yeah, the Christmas one is my favorite just because we got to meet all the characters and you had the iconic one-liners yes <laughs> listen to the christmas one in the shower people because like that way if you accidentally pee a little bit like i did you're in a safe space for it <laughs> did um does sister indica give up like say okay i want you to play it this way or does she just say be yourself do what you're gonna do with um, with the with the script with the role. Generally, she says, uh, "Be yourself. Interpret it however you want," because she kind of trusts where I'm going with it. Occasionally, she wrote a line. You know, she'll write a line that she's very proud of or very particular about, <laughs> and she will give me directly. Like, this is no, I want you to say it this way. <laughs> <laughs> And how, um, I know Sister Indica was in Phoenix, she's now moved to Portland, so are you doing the uh, the recording, um, like, via Zoom, are you, like, getting together and recording it, or individually? It will be a remote recording, um, she hasn't really given me details yet, but, um, because I know she's constantly changing what platforms she uses to record because she wants the sound to be as good as possible. Uh, I mean, you know, you know how sometimes if someone does something remotely and it sounds like they are on a phone. So yeah. for something like this, you want it to sound really cohesive. Um, yeah, so I'll find out what new technology she's using. <laughs> Is there a line or an episode that you're most proud of? Uh, wow. Um, you said one earlier that I really love because I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> what was it you said earlier? Um, oh, it was Sister. Oh, Sister Pignica. Yeah, Sister Sister Pignica, and I also like Garbage Bag and the Turban. That that one's great. Ugh. She Indica's so good at those little insulting one-liners. I I love how she sits there and writes all of these insults for you to say to her. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I love her. Yeah, like she just sits there and writes all these insults for you to say to her. <laughs> she's very, she she's very self, her humor is quite self-deprecating, but not in a way that's um, mentally, you know, unstable mentally or unstable. bad. <laughs> you know, not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, like the, the good kind of way where it's like, I make fun of myself, then now I can make fun of you and now we can all laugh exactly. together. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. Um, I'm just thinking, was it she said um, that you cut? Because one, you're known for your red hair. Yes. Is it the the Kool Aid? The comment about coloring your hair with Kool Aid in the Christmas <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was quite fashionable in the '90s, though. That's true. It was. I remember that. I'm old. <laughs> uh, we're well, we're not that far behind, I believe. <laughs> I remember, um, that. I remember that, and the horrible colors that came out of it when they tried to do right. anything but red. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, my hair, but my hair smells like cherry Kool Aid. <laughs> I do want to clarify. Um, when I, you know, Sister Indica saw me in the video. I was kind of amused for it, whatever. But it, she had been wanting to write a soap opera for. I mean, since she was little she's had this idea for a very long time i think i was just like a catalyst i just wanted to clarify that in case she comes for me that's all (laughs) oh no that's fine thank you for clarifying and well it's great that she i don't want to be like i don't want to be like i was the reason for this i did this (laughs) you're not gonna pull like a candy muse and just be like i am everything right I'm just sitting alone here in the VIP. Yeah, we know Sister Indigo will has no problem reading reading a bit if needed. <laughs> Clearly, she reads herself. <laughs> exactly. So the, um, the cast of Blaze Are Our Lives is all local queer talent, correct? From Phoenix? No, no. Um, there's also uh, there's some New Yorkers. There's Pissy Miles, who was the one that went to the. Um, uh ooh, the court words room, right? yeah she went to the um the hearing for trump the whatever it's called what well, impeachment hearing <laughs> <My brain. laughs> she went to the impeachment hearing and she got quite blown up and famous for that um okay but she is just an actress and a singer and just so talented and um also there was um uh divine grace who is an actress that plays Dorothy and the Golden Girls in Florida, I believe. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then wow. there's um, Iva Turner who plays Pandora's mother. Morgana. Uh, yeah, and Iva is just the sweetest. Oh my God, I really, I need to meet her eventually. She's she's wow. very sweet. She's very good friends with Jackie Beat and Drew Droge, and I, I think that I'm saying his name right and some other actors in LA and she's always going to lunch with them and I'm like, ah, she just seems so sweet. (laughs) And I I just forgot, um, it's not local because there's Sister Bang Bang, who's the narrator. Oh, oh my God, that voice. I just adore that voice, that fake accent that doesn't even exist. It just sounds like a Dr. Frankenfurter and, <laughs> and <it's laughs> like, so like Vincent Price voice almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a small town. It is town. Small <laughs> town. Uh, yeah. It's so perfect for the ha- soap opera. Yeah. I have to say, you guys are like, the whole cast is so talented because, like, it's, it's audio only, but like, I have no issues imagining like everything that you guys are wearing it like the facial expressions you guys are making because like you sell it so well just the way you guys deliver the characters 
when you're speaking to them that like I like I know exactly what's happening <laughs> and I oh. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got Matt I'm like you have to listen to Blaze and he's like oh my god I love it I actually <laughs> I listened to I kid you not okay so I listened to five minutes of the Christmas episode paused it shared it to all of my stoner friends and then finished listening to the episode because <laughs> I was That's just crazy. like you're gonna die it's just like it's stoner soap opera but in like <laughs> in, the, in the form of a podcast I was like they're just like they're either reading each other down or getting blazed or complaining that they need to get blazed or something I was like but it's, just, <laughs> it's great it's hilarious and yeah no I have a few friends that are like adding it to my work list um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. there'll be, yeah, I have a l- bunch of people that are going to be listening to it at work, where I think they should be listening to it. Blazed <laughs> All Our Lives. We're oh. talking a lot about the character, but we haven't said, so what, you play Rosie Bush in Blazed All Our Lives, so pretty much the past goes by their names, correct? Yeah, for the most part. Um, well, no, that's not true. Um, it's just Indica and me, really. Say, isn't it only like and two or three Joanne? of you that have? Joanne is, um, it, does she play Joanne too? In the- yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't Pandora herself? Pandora's herself. Oh, you're right. Pandora. Yeah. Um, three Joanne. Joanne also plays, you know, her evil, her evil alter ego. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the main cast members are our own characters pretty much like who we are with a little bit of embellishment or changes and in what kind of care what is your character in um blaze well i'm the villain i'm like the classic villain from a soap opera you don't say Um, i thought you were the good one (laughs) I'm the good one. Well, I do kind of. I kind of become the good one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You're the divorcee. I just assumed you were the the poor divorcee. <laughs> I always align with the villain, though. What can I say? Yeah. Well, they're more fun. Yeah. They're far more fun to play. <laughs> In my, um, you are Sister Indica's arch nemesis in the beginning. Yes, that bitch. Um, we, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so jealous of, um, I think I'm jealous of what she has. She's a strong, independent woman and I'm uh, sort of like a divorced, am I divorced or widowed? I can't remember. Divorced. It's hilarious. Divorced. Isn't that divorced. hilarious? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I think Sister Nicole will read me down your if I get at Christmas. Wrong. I think it's hilarious how I just don't remember. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. Um. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> that's, going back to just like you being so busy. You're just you're yeah. so busy. Yeah, you're like, you know what? I did it. I can't remember it. Next project. Yeah. All, all I know is Sister <laughs> I know. Indica, if Sister Indica um, listens to this, she'll read me down if I don't know this because she knows like I'm I'm live for Blaze Darrell lies. But no, um, Seymour Bush was your ex husband. Yes. 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 Seymour Bush. Um, <laughs> we, it's so, so yeah, simple, I'm like, so I feel effective. like this, I'm like this kind of depressed, drunken, divorced day, really, at the beginning, and angry. And then I, you slowly get to know more about me, and um, 
it's like real life. I appear very angry and drunken most of the time, and then people get to know me, and I'm actually very sweet. <laughs> I feel like we're all a little angry and drunk until people get to know us. Yeah. I'd say I've, angry, drunk, and bitter for me, but that's just me. Oh, bitterness, <laughs> saltiness too. I definitely yeah. am just yeah. cured. <laughs> cured with salt. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians are salt. We're we're a very sarcastic group. That's true. Yeah, I, I I like that. I grew up with a lot of sarcasm. Irish, you know. Yeah, I love sarcasm. It's a it, it really is a language, and you either speak it or you don't. I find that's true. That is true. Same with irony. People either get it or they don't. Oh, I love irony too. Oh, absolutely, you, it's beautiful and horrible all at the same time yes <laughs> yeah. i love it i love i love when uh irony happens especially in situations where you're like mm, i know that's gonna happen and then it does happen and you feel even more validated by the uh, the ironic situation right and then you try to explain it to someone and just they don't get it right over the head <laughs> yeah I think irony is a missed is a missed language nowadays yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think that a lot of that is due to over, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty politically correct. I really am. But there's a limit. And I think it kind of kills irony at some point, it, which is yeah. sad. It kills the joy, honestly. Yeah, like, there's no joy. Like you have to have irony, you have to have sarcasm, you have to be able to take a joke and give a joke and when you're overly political correct it's just kind of okay yeah exactly like, no five-year-olds don't need stand-up comics they're happy with someone in a like animal outfit <laughs> like like i'm i've always been a fan of like kathy griffin and like yes. whitney, whitney cummings before she, like before she got a little more politically correct um Margaret Cho. Yeah, like I'm oh, a fan of I those. Margaret Cho, yeah. Those ladies that are like, no, I'm like, you know, I, I. They understand, and they're politically correct in their lives, but then when they go on stage, it's like, Joan Rivers said, it's a joke lighten up. Exactly, I think I, I forgive almost anything if it's funny. Yes, it has. Yeah. To, it just has to be funny. Just yeah. make me laugh. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. I remember, um, I think it was Jackie B talking about um, working with Joan Rivers. And it was something like post Oscars and they were kind of tiptoeing about a subject and Joan goes, it's a freaking joke. Nothing is off limits. This is a woman who used to talk about starting to shave her bikini line at her, at her ears. <laughs> like you know what I like this is, she died getting plastic surgery about like and made jokes about all the plastic surgery she got done she used to make a joke about how she loved anal because she could check emails while she was doing it <laughs> like it's true and I still think I, I still think it's fucking hilarious to this day and I stand like I love Joan Rivers she was absolutely a funny fucking bitch like I want Kathy Griffin to come back to... yeah I miss her, like Kathy Griffin. Her her book was hilarious and sad, um, and I missed her show. Her show was so funny. I don't know if you ever watched My Life on the D-List. I watched a couple episodes. 
yeah i just i love it's hard for me to watch things honestly like i <laughs> I, I no matter how much i like something not a big time half the guy. time i never would yeah i i mean i am but it's just it takes a certain i have to be in the mood to watch certain things watching something new for me is just a chore you know i'd rather just sit and watch the same episode of the golden girls i've seen fifty thousand times you know yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you it's the gold and the golden girls are were so progressive for their time absolutely yeah and that's been brought up time and time again but i was scrolling through facebook they're talking about um they talked about aids yes in an era where that was a taboo word to even say it much less talk about it yeah yeah and they did it in such a way that was compassionate and um enlightened far more enlightened than most people were at the time yeah, and it kept the humanity. When they talked about LGBTQ or AIDS or anything, it kept the humanity in it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a it was a blood transfusion, right? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't uh, it the Rose yeah. thought she might have gotten it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like they yeah, like they it wasn't even like um uh tug at your heartstrings episode. It was just uh it really humanized the issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know. I think it was around the time of Ryan White. And for those who don't remember, don't know, that was a 13-year-old uh, boy who was a hemophiliac, and he got AIDS through a blood transfusion. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. So I don't know if it's around that time, but that, you know, just made it people have discussions about it that they might not have otherwise because of what was on the news. It brought it home. So exactly, because before you would have gotten it only if you were gay and, you know. Yeah, and there was a huge, like, around and, most people uh, were like, no, that's fine. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. very that. It was like, you deserve it. And then the child uh, passing away and, like, you know, people starting to, to see a human side of it. It's not just. Yeah, that well, with like, the Golden Girls. Queer people and people who are sleeping around. Yeah. And I mean, for people probably seeing Betty White at that time going through the struggle yeah. of do I have HIV or not was probably I can't yeah, imagine wow. how that was she was like a, she's still a superstar but you know like she was like one of the biggest yes. stars then yeah yeah I mean, you were talking about like you have to be in the most things you have such an eclectic taste in music <laughs> and I love how do you know that well, I, you talk about opera and... She it, hacked uh, your phone earlier, Rosie. <laughs> I I know, That's right? exactly what happened. She's no, hacking um, phones for interviews. You did. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan. I'm fa I fangirled when you agreed to come on. But you did <laughs> um, Annie Lennox, No More I Love Yous. Uh-huh. You did uh, is it, uh, Peggy Lee. Um, oh, yeah. Is that all there is? Is that all there is? Yeah. And then you talk about um, on on Facebook that you listen to German opera? So, yeah, I my taste in music is extremely eclectic. I, I love opera. I love classical. Um, I love music from everywhere. I, I'm i a huge fan of a lot of French pop music. Um, Spanish pop music right now is really good. Um, I, there's something just so beautiful. French pop music is perfect, especially right now. I don't know if you listen to Yell. Um, I saw the video you posted. 
Yeah, Yell is just so, she's just a genius. And I saw her when she came to Phoenix and at the same place I performed. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was just oh, amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surreal. <laughs> she's just a genius. And then Christine and the Queens, there's so many right now that are just like so good. And, and I love like classical music from like, China, Japan, like I just I listen to everything. I like everything. Um, wow. have, do you speak any other languages? Um, I'm pretty good with French still. Um, I'm not fluent, but I can, you know, listen to music or watch something and pick up most of it. Uh, same goes for Spanish. Um, Japanese, I used to be really proficient with, but it's sort of petered out since I don't get to use it much yeah. but if i watch something in japanese i can still pick out a lot of words oh wow oh, wow that is really impressive so she's an intelligent queen <laughs> intelligent <laughs> yeah, i feel like I you're underselling it, it. Like, i know you really do need that japanese sponsorship so you can uh go to japan and remaster japanese and um sell ridiculous products to japanese people that would be wonderful. I want to host a Japanese game show. <laughs> if you oh. ever get that gig, uh, I volunteer to be your assistant. I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer as <laughs> tribute. Uh, <laughs> especially Japanese game show. Oh, what I would not, what I would pay to be a personal assistant for one of those hosts. They must just have like the most batshit life. Right. Shit they do like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have to like you know jump in a tub of fish and like just ridiculous things i want it to be as ridiculous as possible oh my god there was a canadian <laughs> game show called uh-oh i don't know if you guys had that no in america no. um it was like very it was so it was a children's game show so like i'd say like what like between like 10 and 14 year olds competed on it but they always had to compete in the compete in these like disgustingly messy challenges that were very reminiscent of a Japanese game show. And then like at one point they had to do a trivia where if they got the questions wrong, they just dumped a bunch of fucking shit on them. Oh. <laughs> like not like not actual shit, but like this like green colored shit. Because um, we need to clarify. It's, yeah, it's actual. Uh, no, the Canadians. What are, are not, you doing in Canada? Yeah, like, we're what just dumping literal Jeez. shit on children for entertainment. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's like when they was it a double dare or something like that? That, that was the kids show in the '90s where they slimed you. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, double dare. Show. Yep. Uh, the okay, so I guess this, I guess, I guess, uh oh, was like kind of like our equivalent of that, except uh, it was, um, Artist yeah, it was, it was really weird. It was really weird. And they'd <laughs> always go to like a random city in Canada that was always in British Columbia for some reason, even though they filmed in Toronto. So that's like <laughs> opposite sides of the country, if you don't know. Uh, and yeah, and then they would do like these mini challenges there. It was, it was so stupid. I, I, I don't know why I watched it. <laughs> and this was before I started smoking weed, so I literally have no excuse. <laughs> are, are you in Toronto? Uh, no, I'm in Calgary right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I am like on the west side. Okay. Who, who was your favorite? Um, who was your favorite Drag Race Canada queen? Drag Race Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, I'd ha I do have to go with my homegirl Priyanka, but 
Um, yeah. Tainomi Banks is also my hometown girl. So mm. when she got eliminated, I was just like, no, because uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was a raw deal. She should have stayed longer. I did like her, yeah. I thought there were some girls that shouldn't have stayed as long. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I like Boa more now, but I wasn't a huge fan. I still don't care for Alona. Oh, I have a good reputation up here either, though, so. I don't recall who she is. I'm like, Alona, which one is she? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Okay, she didn't even okay. go home first, and it's like she's she might as well have been one of the girls who goes home first because no one remembers oh. her. Yeah, that's true. I I really don't remember her. I do you know who I really love was Jimbo. I did get to meet Jimbo. I loved Jimbo. She is nice to a fault. Like she had fake blood in her eyes, and her eyes were watering with like huge <laughs> eyelashes. It was just like full clown makeup with like fake eyelashes and the whole thing. And she's talking to me and I'm just like, she's like, okay, there's blood in my eyes. I really have to go up. And then I think she said it to me three times. And I was like, it's okay, go, go, go. And she's just like, too fucking nice. She like still kept talking to me. Yeah, it, she, she was really honestly too, like too nice. Oh, well, I've met a few drag race queens and she's just like, you know, like if I had fake blood and my eyes were running like that, I would have been out of there. Yeah, yeah. Although I know myself, I probably would have done the same as her. <laughs> the, yeah, the Canadian girls, the ones I've met are kind of, uh, they're very Canadian. <laughs> mm. well, you know, you know what I mean? like that, that stereotypical too nice for their own good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one queen who I, I hope is just as French Canadian as she seems is Rita Baga. I actually like her as well. Uh, oh yeah, she Baga. is. She is she is taking French Canadian television by storm. <laughs> oh no, she is. She's hosting another show coming up soon. Awesome. Yeah, no, she is really doing good. I saw her, I saw the Canadian drive and drag tour. Okay. Which uh so we got to see Boa. I got to see Priyanka. Oh. Um, Jim, Jimbo was not there at that one, um, but Rita, Scarlett. Oh, I feel bad. I'm, re I'm remembering yeah, Priyanka. I'm remembering at least, I'm forgetting at least one other girl now and I feel really bad. <laughs> um, but it was a really good show. That's cool. Priyanka did a split on asphalt. Like she like just jumped into a split Ooh. on asphalt. Oh. You, like you heard every single person in their car go out. Yeah. Cause like it looked like it looked like it fucking hurt, man. I have a video of it. I'll send it to you later, Rosie. Yeah, um, please. Yeah, no, I have a video and a picture because like it, that shit looked like it hurt. I can't even do a split if I had two people helping me. <laughs> I couldn't do it with two wooden legs, so you've got a one up on me. <laughs> even as a competitive dancer, could never do a flat to the ground split. Yeah, that's that's not my type of drag. <laughs> yeah, it's, that kind of flexibility hurts, and it's a lot to work. You have to work on it like every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't just like. I about I, I I applaud anybody that can do a split because I can't. I never can, <laughs> never will. I cannot do anything dance related. I am Latin, but I have two left feet. 
<laughs> I let, like I did competitive dance and I have never felt so like emasculated as a dancer until I worked on a Cirque du Soleil site and oh met my. some of those people and like shit. <laughs> I was like, damn, I thought I was good. Nope. <laughs> I I looked like a forty year old white man dancing at a wedding compared to them. Uh, yeah. Well, careful what you say about forty year olds. Sixty <laughs> five <laughs> uh, year old white male dancing. Okay, thank you, thank you. There thank we go. You. There we go. Uh, <laughs> quick really, edit on you, that. <laughs> are you currently performing anywhere in in our, in Phoenix? Um, you know it's been pretty sporadic uh especially since covid um i will be performing this month at it's called cruising seventh or c7 and it is a bar that's really right around the corner from my house um well that's convenient <laughs> and yeah, yeah very convenient <laughs> not a long way uh, after performance that's good exactly exactly i definitely not walking though I was gonna um, say crawl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I, I didn't want to say I'll that. I'll still be taking the car. <laughs> oh, that's even better. I love it. You're just like, no, we're we're not walking. Yeah, we're not anymore. walking. No, <laughs> it's Phoenix. <laughs> no one walks here. I'm not walking. Yeah, it's, um, it's probably too hot all the time, right? Oh my god. Yeah, it's way too hot, and that's a problem for me. I really enjoy being behind the camera. I'm. It's just where I feel happy. Uh, performing live is, eh, you know, it's fun. It's not always my favorite, um, especially in Phoenix because it is so hot. And being in drag in 110 degrees is not fun. <laughs> I don't even enjoy it in my 16 degrees Celsius basement. So, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what is in drag? Yikes. I'm, I'm like trying to think in Celsius terms. Yes, okay. Um, uh, yeah. For us Americans, my husband didn't have his headphones in. I would ask him, but he has his headphones in, so he's really I good think, at doing the conversion. It gets like forty something here in Celsius. It's ridiculously hot. Yeah. Wait, I feel like you guys would get to like forty on the low end, wouldn't you? Maybe. Don't you guys get to Maybe. triple digits? That's oh, absolutely. We yeah. It it can be a hundred and twenty here in Fahrenheit and. I, I've I've seen yeah, I pictures. I feel like getting closer to like sixty-five, maybe eighty degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a which like we'd be locking ourselves in our houses. By the way, so like we would not <laughs> step into the sunlight. We'd be scared of it. Um, <laughs> well, that's what yeah. I try to do. I'm not a warm weather person. I hate it. I despise it. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what brought you to Arizona? Here. Might I ask? So my my parent. I grew up mainly here. Um, I was in Ohio, but then I grew up mainly here, and um, my parents were here. I so what happened. I turned eighteen. I immediately went off to college up north a bit in Arizona, where it's actually very cold. Um, I, no one thinks it's cold in Arizona, but in the north part, it's freezing. It's like very, very cold. Tons of snow. Isn't that, um, isn't that like north, like northern Texas? They get snow too, and no one thing, thinks yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like really, really high up, you know, foresty. Um, and then uh, I dropped out and went back to Phoenix for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I went to Portland, Oregon and okay. lived there. And then I lived in San Francisco for 12 years. 
That sounds exhausting. Then San Diego for a few years. And then I finally came back here because California was prohibitively expensive. <laughs> well, especially yeah. the areas you lived in. San Francisco yeah, is... in San Diego. Oh, uh, hell no. Yeah, San Francisco was actually... Because I went back to San Francisco and that was the last place I lived before I came back here. And um, I was living in a 200 square foot project apartment for a thousand a month. And like wow, a one insane. bedroom there is a one bedroom there is eight to ten thousand a month. It's ridiculous. That's insane. What? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's predatory. That like there's no other word for that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's disturbing. I'm wow. Now I <laughs> it's more now I know why. York, yeah, like, so, now I know yeah. why they have a fantastic homeless population because no one can afford exactly. to live in the buildings. Mm. Exactly. So uh, for the Americans, for the Americans, 16 degrees Celsius is 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Ah, oh, that's like a nice day. That's a perfect day. That's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a coworker who works in who lives in Phoenix, and they showed a picture of bumpers melting off of cars one day. Yeah. Yeah, That's they've amazing. left out in the sun that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanna. I've seen a picture of like the paint melting off signs, and that's the only reason I want to visit Arizona is because I want to see that in real life. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a it's, sadist. It's though. Like, that... I'll, I'll experience hellish weather just to see some ridiculous shit. That's true, and the desert's gorgeous. Actually, I mean, the desert's really pretty. But I do love a good desert. I yeah. Deserts are beautiful. We have uh, Alberta actually has one of the only deserts in Canada. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. It's also that's where the most dinosaurs are. Oh, still they're still alive there. Wow, yeah, they're still alive Let, here. We're ah. uh, the things I didn't know. Yeah, Canada is that crazy? Uh, no, they're, <laughs> the most concentration of dinosaur fossils in Canada <laughs> is uh, located in Drumheller, and oh. uh, yeah, it also happens to be the. We call it the Alberta Badlands because we're terrible at naming shit. Um, but yeah, it's it's a full-on desert. Huh. I'm yeah, we have rattlesnakes up. and cacti and everything there. What? Yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't like no one ever thinks to like put those things and relate them to Canada at all. Absolutely not. Poutine and uh, snow. <laughs> yeah, and cactuses in one small place. <laughs> I mean, the poutine is delicious. Oh, I love poutine. Oh, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a restaurant yeah. I like that does a poutine of the week, and essentially it's like a base poutine, and then they just cover it in all sorts of things that you would also want to put on your poutine, like four oh. different kinds of meat one time. Yes. Yeah, like they'll do like a taco one. Their, their Canada Day one was three or four different kinds of bacon. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Please tell me they're maple, maple glazed. Ma yeah. I know I was gonna say maple glazed, yeah. There was a maple glazed, yes. Uh, there was a bat, like a Canadian bacon, there was a smoked bacon, and then there was like a regular bacon. And then cheese curds, gravy, and fries. I need that. I need that in my life. It was so good. So Although I can't eat that during the summer here, I would, I'd feel like just so disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> eating eating oh gravy and things. Do you guys <laughs> just like starve yourselves all summer in Arizona because you can't eat in the heat? I was gonna say, yeah. Well, I, honestly, these people are insane. I don't know how they do it. I mean, people love it. 
Like they love going out when it's like a hundred and so I, I don't, I don't get it myself. I am deathly pale because I don't go outside here. I'm in Miami. We don't have seasons. It's sun or rain. And And the humidity. The humidity. No, we get anything above 80. I'm like, nope. Mm -mm. I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you are walking into a brick wall of air. Oh. That is intimidating. That is actually yeah. intimidating to hear. Yeah, we, we we have kind of the opposite because Arizona has the dry heat. Mm-hmm. We have the wet heat. You go outside and instantly it's like you took a shower. Ugh. That's how Toronto was. And I don't miss that at all. <laughs> like, even if you're standing under, like, if you're in the shade, you still feel the heat because it's just humidity. Yeah, it's gross. No. It's gross. Heat's not fun. I like heat. No. I just like dry heat. Oh, there like, you go. Alberta, yeah, Alberta's no. a dry. Well, it used to be drier, but now the humidity is getting to around fifty percent. Which for me, I'm just like, oh, that's so much because it used to be down at like twenty, thirty percent at the most. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Phoenix now has a good deal of humidity in the summer now um, because they have created so many artificial lakes and ponds here uh, that it it has created and we're in a valley so it has created um humidity in the summer now which is just makes it even more hellish i'm so sorry (laughs) i I can't imagine 110 triple digit heat with humidity Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a rosary for the summer and just like rub those beads for you all summer long. That's thank you. So that's, I can't imagine temperatures that high plus humidity that high because like I've I've dealt with them both separately, but together that's just no, no, no. I just I don't I can't think of anything else to say to it other than no. Oh, and we we have monsoons in the summer too, so you'll have torrential rain and a hundred and something. And then Ooh. it goes away and leaves all that humidity. <laughs> oh. But it's, Arizona sounds like a, a very unique microcosm of extreme weather. It is. Um, we do, I mean, we do have monsoons here, and it's the only place where we actually, it's the only place outside of like su- the subcontinent of India where you have monsoons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love it. You're just like sitting in the middle of America and all of a sudden a monsoon rolls around. You're just like, but why? Yeah, it's just funny because it'll be like maybe 15 minutes of the most torrential rain you've ever seen and just horrible uh, microbursts of wind that can tear roofs off of houses. And it's just crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds lovely. Okay, I'll never complain about a hurricane again, I don't think. Oh, you can complain about that. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, but we, I'm not going to complain about Calgary weather anymore. Uh, yeah, I thought I, we had it hard. You just right. That's why damn. I'm not. Compl- I'm not complaining. Hurricanes are at least limited. You guys can get that at any time during the summer. That's true. You never know when they're coming. Yeah, I'm not down yeah. with that. Like <laughs> the worst, the worst thing that happens in Calgary is like it'll snow in May and then the temperature will jump like 25 degrees or 10 degrees in an hour wow (laughs) yeah and i thought that was horrible but 
I take all of my previous angsty comments about Calgary back, apparently. <laughs> We're talking about the weather now. You realize that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. I know I'm only taking the weather comments back. I'm not taking any of my other comments back. Trust me. Calgary knows how I feel about her. <laughs> we you know, we we're literally talking about the weather at this point, as Rosie pointed out. <laughs> but it's we are... you know what? It's, I'm into it. Yeah. It's oh, one yeah. of the greats too. Yeah, we're so yeah. grateful you came on, Rosie. This yeah. has been the best. Um, conversation with anybody and I'm thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you yeah. for having me. I had a great time. <laughs> this is hysterical, honestly. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, of course. Do you want to just tell everyone again where they can find you? Um, so you could find me on Instagram and Twitter as Ms. Rosie Bush, Ms. Rosie Bush. And uh on Facebook, I'm just Rosie Bush as well. I have uh, an In the Kitchen with Rosie page. I don't usually accept, you know, a lot of friend requests on Facebook, but my In the Kitchen with Rosie page, you can totally yeah. follow. All right. <laughs> oh, and YouTube. Sure. Uh, YouTube, of course. Go to YouTube and find In the Kitchen with Rosie. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, we'll make sure to get all of the, like, the links for your Instagram and all that kind of stuff, and we'll make sure to share those. So, Awesome. Thank I'll you. I'll make sure he gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I just, I wake up and immediately smoke weed. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't have a problem. My problem no. is I wake up a little bit sober. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. You too. Thanks. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Oh my god. And um, I can't can't wait yeah. to see uh what craziness we get to do uh next Friday. So, um, everyone, have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Every Friday for Intercontinental Kiki. Bye, guys. Hello, everyone. It's Friday. So it's time for another Intercontinental Kiki. Now, today, Matt's not with me because he moved. He got his brand new house. So he's doing all the wonderful things and frustrating things of packing and sorting and getting all his new place together. But he will be back soon, and he will give us the update on his house, the move, and all of that. So that's a kiki you're not going to want to miss. And I want to give a shout-out, before we introduce our guest, to Jamie, who's an amazing friend supporter and has helped us with doing copywriting. So thank you so much, Jamie. We appreciate and love you. And also a big shout-out to Dead by Discord Group Lonnie, and Newton and the Bunch. Thank you guys for being friends and supporters and listening to our show. We appreciate you so much. So today, we, have a, we got to sit down before Matt moved, and we got to interview Jasmine Price Lords. She's an amazingly beautiful South Florida queen, beautiful physically, you know, aesthetically, and as a person, she's incredible. So we hope you guys enjoy 
this wonderful interview. And we'll catch you guys next week.